Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is Jerry McGee, Overcoming Life's Obstacles. Just say welcome to the program. Appreciate you listening in. Tonight, um, I'll be teaching on the characteristics of a fool. Basically, these um, teachings have really come out of God teaching me how to live an overcoming life. So let's just open with prayer. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you call us to live an overcoming life. We praise you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We say there is no one like you. We just glorify you. We praise you, mighty God. Lord, I ask you to cover every person who's listening in with the blood of Jesus. Father, I pray you put your warring angels around us. I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, to let me be a tree of life. I pray that rivers of living water will come forth from our innermost being. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Father, I pray that my words will be like goads, like well-driven nails given by you, Lord, the shepherd. I pray the eyes of every heart will be enlightened. Lord, that each person will know what is the hope of their calling. What is the height, width, length, and depth of your love toward us that was manifested in Christ Jesus? Lord, I pray a special covering of warrior angels over us to boomerang back on the enemy every curse and assignment that's sent against us, not to kill them, hurt them, harm them, but so they'll fear God and turn away from evil. Father, I pray that anyone that's trying to curse us or anyone listening in to this program, uh, our children, the things that concern us, will be saved. Father, We thank you and praise you that you said in Job 22 that we can decree a thing and those who do not deserve to be saved will be saved by the cleanness of our hands. So we decree salvation to come to every person that would try to do us or our president uh, evil in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. If you would like to contact me, you can contact me, Jerry McGee, at sbcglobal.net. I like to hear what God does in your life. It always thrills me to see God bring a mighty change in people's lives. You can write me at Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, 75771. Abiding Life Ministries is Post Office Box 1141, as I've said, if you'd like to write me. Thank you so much for listening in. Well, tonight's message is the characteristics of a fool. You know, a fool never will change. No matter what you do, no matter what he has to go through, he never learns the lessons that he needs to learn. And the dictionary definition of a fool is mad, vain, a stupid one, one who's destitute of reason or the common powers of understanding, also one who is somewhat uh, deficient in intellect but not an idiot, or it can be an idiot. Uh, a person who acts acts absurdly, one who does not exercise his reason, one who pursues a common, um, a course contrary to the dictates of God's word. In scripture, the word fool is used of, of a wicked or depraved person. Last time we taught on a perverse spirit, a crooked spirit. A a fool is a person that is uh, depraved, one who is contrary to sound wisdom in his moral uh, deportment, 
a buffoon, one who is, follows after his own inclinations, who prefers trifling and temporary pleasure to the services of God and eternal happiness. Uh, a, a fool is a weak Christian, <clears throat> a person who spends his time uh, in idleness, sport, or mirth, a person that just loves pleasure over everything else. And, of course, we know that pleasure is not satisfying. And no matter how much you instruct a fool, they have a better way of doing things. They won't listen to sound wisdom or instruction. And as I, as I teach this message, basically it's just a word study on a fool. But as you listen, if, something, if God convicts you of something, be repenting as I read these scriptures. Proverbs 28, 26 says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 27:22 says that you can pound a fool in a martyr with a pestle along with cr- crushed grain and his folly will not depart from him. Now, uh, a pestle and a martyr is is something is it's the thing that uh, pharmacists grind, grind pills in or also it's uh, you see the Indians and uh, Mexican people used to grind corn in it. And so Proverbs 27 says you can put a fool in a martyr with a pestle and you can crush him like crushed grain, but his folly will not leave him. And, of course, the Bible talks about uh, us, it says, uh, forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. In other words, you can beat him half to death, put him uh, through the most adverse circumstances, nearly kill him, and he will not give up his way or his idols or what he wants are his sin. In Jeremiah 6, uh, Jeremiah describes it this way. You know, like a silversmith, when he, when he purifies silver, what he does is he heats it usually seven times. He'll heat it and then get it hot, and then he'll skim off the dross, which represents the impurities of the silver. And then he'll heat it usually seven times until he can look it in the silver and get a clear reflection of his face when he removes the dross. And so Jeremiah is describing a person that won't release the sin through the things they go through. He's really describing a fool. Uh, in verse 27 through 29, uh, he says, God says, I've made you an assayer and a tester of my, among my people that you may know and essay their ways. In other words, I've given you discernment to be able to see the difference. The scripture says you can judge a tree by the kind of fruit it bears. Jeremiah 6, 28 says, all of them, speaking of stubborn people, people that are perverse, people that are fools, he says, all of them are stubbornly rebellious, going about as a talebearer. They are bronze and iron. All of them are corrupt. Now, bronze and iron is real hard to melt down. And this is really a picture of God allowing us to go through circumstances to purify us, because the scripture says in Romans 8:28, everything works together for good to those that love the Lord, to the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew he predestined to become conformed into the image of his son. And so the purpose of our trials is that God can purify us like this silver. And so it says that you can put these people, the billows blow, uh, these people are stubbornly rebellious, they're bronze and iron, they're they're corrupt. The bellows blow fiercely. In other words, the adverse circumstances blow fiercely. 
The lead is consumed by the fire. In vain the refining goes on, but the wicked are not separated. In other words, no matter what you put a fool through, he's not like the silver that releases the dross. Uh, in, the, in the case of the person, he's not a person that's releasing the sin or getting conformed into the image of Christ through what he goes through. It says, but the wicked are not separated. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't release the sin. They call them rejected silver because mm-hmm. the Lord has rejected them. And so a fool is rejected because they won't let go of their sin. They won't let go of their ways. The Bible says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Proverbs 13 says desire realized is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination for fools to depart from evil. In other words, if a fool has to depart from evil, he thinks that's an abomination to him. God says that if he's a perverse person, he's an abomination to God. You know, I've heard stories of people that were addicted to nicotine to where they'd have to have their throat cut out and they'd leave a little hole there. And these people would be so stubbornly perverse that they would even put the cigarette up to the hole and continue smoking even after their throat had been cut out. Now, that is a picture of a fool. Second uh, Samuel 18.4, King David is an example of an authority figure who listened to wise counsel from his men. And after many years, um, I finally learned to appreciate the voice of God, even in a little child. And also, God has shown me the difference between uh, submitting to demons and other people. I have a heart to submit. I have a heart to submit to authority. There was a time in my life I thought that I had to, to submit to authority. I had to do things that violated my conscience. And basically, if somebody's telling to tell you to do something that violates God's word, and violates your conscience, you're listening to the, a demon. And the Bible says that, that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me and they will not follow the voice of a stranger. And so praise God, we don't have to listen to the stranger's voice. A stranger is the voice of another, a voice that comes forth from somebody and it doesn't line up with the word of God. God will never tell you anything that contradicts his word. So we need to know what God's word says. The scripture says, it is not good for a fool to rule over princes or a slave to be a ruler. Because a fool is senseless, they're buffoons, Um, they have no regard for what's right. And so he's saying, the scripture says, it's not good in Proverbs uh, 19 for a fool to rule over a prince. And of course, we're kings and princes. Proverbs uh, 19.10 says, luxury means dainties or delicacies are not fitting for a fool, much less for a slave to rule over a prince or over a captain. Nehemiah 9 talks about people because of sin. It says, its abundant produce is for the kings who have who you have set over us. God has set them over because of our sins. They also rule over our bodies and over our cattle.
Jerry, I'm not getting any sound. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, now I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. It's just, and then my computer wouldn't work when I was trying to check the site. I said, is it my phone? Well, when, no, when uh, I got that little message while ago, I accidentally hit the mute button. Um, so, um, okay, well, let's just go back. The Where did, uh, when was the last time you, where did I end? It uh, was after... I remember the word for the sin, but the sin um, was after the smoking out of the hole in your throat. Um, <laughs> was that that was way back there? <laughs> I know. I I've been trying okay. to figure out what's going on here. Okay, because well, I think we're so fixing. That's okay. Okay, and well, I can I, I can. About- I can pull the sound, the pause out when after we're done. So it, you know, that'll be okay. okay. Oh, that's that's good to know. Okay, well, um, I'll go back to maybe I think it's when I I've heard this I've heard stories. Did you hear it when I get, when I read Proverbs twenty three under three things the earthquake? No. Okay. All right. Well, it's not fitting for a slave to rule over a prince. And, of course, we're kings and priests. Job 34, 30 says. Heard that. Okay. So that the godless men would not rule over his people. Psalms 8, 6 says, you make him to, to rule over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. And, of course, he's speaking of Jesus and everything that's under Jesus' feet. Is under our feet. Psalms 10, 110, verse 2. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your people. And God calls us to rule. He, he calls us to submit to authority as unto the Lord. Um, but God will never tell us anything that contradicts his word. And so when we submit to authority as unto the Lord, that means we don't obey the demons through another person. Uh, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me and they'll not follow the voice of a stranger. Proverbs 8, 6 says, by me, princes rule and nobles all who judge rightly. So that's who to rule. Proverbs thirty twenty one says, under three things the earth quakes and under four it cannot bear up. Verse 22 says, under a slave when he becomes king, and a fool when he is satisfied with food. And, of course, a, a, food, a, a fool is only interested in satisfying his lower nature. And, of course, we all have to eat. But he, in other words, his whole life consists of no fruit for God, but just to be satisfied with eating food. So we probably could say a lot of us have fit into that category. I can say at one time food was a big idol in my life. Praise God, it's not anymore. Proverbs 30 verse 23 says an unloved woman when she gets a husband and a maidservant who surplants her mistress. A fool thinks he needs no advice but the scripture says a wise man will listen to wise counsel. 
A fool will never take instruction, instruction or correction. They'll never take accountability. They'll always throw it back on you. Have you noticed that when people don't want to do what's right, they always accuse you of doing the exact thing that they do? You see this in politics. You see people coming against our president, and the very thing they're accusing him of are the very things that they do. And so speaking of the president, we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for protection. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. We're to pray for those in authority. The scripture says that we might lead a quiet, tranquil life. And I am... I pray for all authority figures all over the world. I pray for President Putin. I pray for Benjamin Netanyahu. I pray for Angela Merkel. I pray for the leaders of the nations that I know by name and the others is covered by just praying for every king, ruler, president, prime minister. We need to pray for the new president of Mexico, Lopez Obrador. We need to pray for the Prime Minister of Canada, Trudeau, we need to pray. You know, and this is kind of off track, but we need to pray for these people that are being paid to protest. I've just started declaring that they be saved. Every person who is a protester in this country, uh, that God will save their souls. And the devil don't want them to protest if we're going to pray for their salvation. So I encourage you to do that. Proverbs says that you can correct a fool and he'll hate you, but you correct a wise person and he'll love you. Uh, there's another scripture, and I didn't get the reference, but if you correct a fool, you'll only get insults for yourself. They turn it always, turn it back on you. And we know that non-believers are fools, but today I, I'm addressing those believers who claim to know Jesus, who received Jesus in their head but have never been born again, but I'm addressing people that claim to know Jesus as being fools. If we live a fruitless life, we are being fooled. And the, ba- the Bible categorizes people in two categories, the wise and the foolish. And, of course, the wise are the prudent. And the scripture says a prudent man <laughs> sees the danger and he hides himself. In other words, he sees danger ahead and he turns and goes a different direction where a fool will go on and suffer for it. <laughs> and now in uh, Matthew 25, verse 1, Um, And basically, all of this is in red letters. It's all the words of Jesus. But it says in verse 1, The kingdom of heaven will be compared to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, the scripture says the lamp, his word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So these virgins all sit under the word of God. And they all thought they knew the bridegroom, Jesus. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were prudent or wise. For when, but for, when, for when the foolish took, for when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. And oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. Acts five says He gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey Him. Verse four says. But the prudent took no oil in their flask. I'm sorry, but the prudent took oil in their flask along with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. So they all got sleepy. But at midnight, there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all those 
virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The scripture says, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps alight. It says that in Proverbs. Matthew 25, verse 8 says, the foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, no, there'll be not enough for us. You go instead to the dealer's and buy some for yourself. Now, of course, the dealers are the merchants out there that merchandise the gospel. Uh, the dealers are those nickels, dimes, noses, numbers kind of people that tell you a little sin's okay, or they never even mention sin. Uh, the end of all kinds of stuff that doesn't even line up with the word of God. Proverbs 25.10 says, And while they were, they were going away, the foolish went away, to make the purchases, and you know the merchants will tell you anything to get a buck, not tell you about your sins. The bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the, the other virgins, the, the foolish ones, came and said, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, truly I say to you, I do not know you. So you see, if we live a foolish life, we're going to live a fruitless life for God, and he'll have us cut off. And it says in John 15, thrown in the fire and burned. Verse 13 says, be on the alert then. You do not know the day or the hour. And then he gives another parable in verse 14 saying, for it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted them, his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to the other two and the other one, each according to his own ability, and went away on a journey. Immediately, the one who received the five talents went and traded with them and gave and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received two talents gained two more. But the one who received the one t- talent went away and dug a hole, and he buried his talent. He buried the master's money. Now, after a long time, the master returned to those slaves uh, and to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came up and, and brought five more talents. So the master said, you have, you have entrusted five talents to me. Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a little, with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received two talents, he came up and he said, master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful. With a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And to the one who had received one talent, he came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. In other words, I knew you to be harsh, stiff, and stern, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. Now, he didn't know his master, did he? Because he didn't know the faithfulness and love of God. And he said, and I was afraid. So you see, fear causes us to bury our talents. Can I tell you that it, you have to overcome every fear in your life? Fear does, is not appropriate in our life. But we just justify it. And um, I encourage you to listen to the teaching on 
Perfect Love Casts Out Fear, uh, you can find it in the archives of uh, Dorothy Carruthers' um, Blog Talk Radio, or you can just go to YouTube and find it on there if you look up my name. He says, I was afraid and I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what's yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have received more money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to the, for everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Throw him, in, throw this worthless slave into the outer darkness and that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, there are some teachers that say that outer darkness is not hell, but, the, but it's not. It's, it's a place of final judgment for the ungodly. And here are some other scriptures related to being a fool. And I'm just, as I read these and explain them, just be repenting. Psalms 14, 1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. And this is a picture of a person that says, you know, I don't even believe in God. But can I tell you that if you don't serve the God of the universe, you're serving Satan, who is a false God. And you're a fool if you are involved in sexual sin. In Proverbs 7, it talks about a harlot, how she entices this fool and how she fixes her bed and says, my husband is gone and let us uh, enjoy our delicacies. And she's basically seducing him. And in verse 22, read the whole Proverbs 7, but suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to slaughter, as one into the one into the fetters of the discipline of a fool. It goes on to say an arrow will pierce his liver. So this is another uh, cause of liver problems. A person who will not, a wise person will listen to commands. Proverbs 10:8 says, "The wise of heart receive commands, but a babbling fool is ruined." That means a person that just speaks worthless, um, not effective words, just worthless words. A fool is a person that babbles talks constantly and all of us have known these kind of people they hijack you they get you in a corner and they and they just like like a machine gun with words you never can get a word in edgewise and I, basically I run from people that hem me in I don't like that nobody likes that so if you're a person that's always running off at the mouth and you wonder why people are rejecting you you need to be quiet and you need to listen and not just hijack people with words Proverbs 10.10 says, a babbling, a babbling fool will be ruined. A person that slanders is a fool. Proverbs 10.18, he who conceals hatred has lying lips, and he who spreads slander is a fool. So um, you could say, if, if I've got lying lips, I really, beneath all that is, I hate you. He who conceals hatred has lying lips. So a person with a lying spirit has hatred in his heart. And he who spreads slander is a fool. Um, doing wicked things is a sport to a fool, where, where um, wisdom is a sport to a righteous person. You know, people are involved in sports and golf and 
basketball and football and all this stuff. Well, a fool makes sport out of doing evil, doing wicked things. Where a wise person makes sport out of uh, seeking wisdom. Verse 23 of Proverbs 10, doing wickedness is like a sport to a fool, and so is wisdom to a man of understanding. A fool always thinks he's right. Proverbs 12:15. the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. A fool displays anger, means he shows forth anger. Proverbs 12:16. a fool's anger is known at once. But a prudent man conceals anger. That means that he doesn't display it. He deals with it. A fool displays folly. Proverbs thirteen sixteen says, Every prudent man acts with knowledge. And no, this is, as I shared, that a prudent man, he sees the evil. He turns from it. He acts with knowledge. But a fool displays folly. The Bible tells us, Forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. And then the Bible tells us to get out of the presence of a fool. Proverbs 14, 7 says, leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern the words of knowledge. In other words, what you're hearing are are not wise words. A fool's arrogant. Proverbs 14, 16. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. A fool will not listen to a wise father. Proverbs 15, 5 says, A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. A fool runs off at the mouth. Proverbs 17, 7. Excellent speech is not fitting for a fool, much less are lying lips to a prince. You know, the scripture says if you have lying lips, The Bible says that all liars will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So if you've got a lying spirit, you better you better get rid of it before you leave this earth. You better get some deliverance. Praise God for deliverance. A fool never gets it. Proverbs seventeen ten. A rebuke goes deeper into the one who has understanding than a hundred blows to a fool. The scripture says that without understanding we're ruined. Understanding is the truth that sets me free. And here it's saying that you can just rebuke a wise person who has understanding and he'll repent. And, but you can, you can beat a fool with a hundred blows and the rebuke does not ever go deep. It's just a surface thing. And it's better to, to meet a, bat, a mad bear robbed of his cubs than a fool in his folly. In other words, if you try to take the folly away from a fool, you want to see somebody get angry, it's, it would be better to meet a mad bear. Proverbs seventeen twelve says, a man, a man, let a man meet a bear robbed of cubs rather than a fool in his folly. And a fool cannot, cannot get wisdom superficially. He cannot buy it. Proverbs seventeen sixteen says, why is there... Why is there a price in the hand of a fool to buy wisdom when he has no sense? If a a fool has no sense, it's no use for him to try to buy wisdom. You get wisdom only one place, and it's from God. 
I remember a girl who'd come out of Satanism, and she did not have one drop of wisdom. But I can tell you today, God has given that woman so much wisdom just through the deliverance and the healing and sitting under the word of God. Praise God, he's restored her. And then the father of a fool has sorrow. And if you if you fired a fool or if you've had a child that's a fool, one of the things you need to get deliverance from is the bitterness and the sorrow that's come in through having a child that's a fool. Proverbs seventeen twenty one says, He who sires a fool does so to his sorrow. And the father of folly of a I'm sorry, and the father of a fool has no joy. You know, I had two sons. I had one, and I only have one now. One son lived a homosexual lifestyle. He died of AIDS in 1989. And, of course, I, I say God had given him wisdom on his deathbed. He totally repented, and he's in heaven. And But growing up, he was that child that was the fool, and I had a child that was sensible. In fact, my sensible child is my pastor right now, uh, one of the most godly men that I know. But... The scripture says the father of fools has no joy. And so forgive your children for the ways they failed you. Sometimes you look at their life and and they're doing, you don't really realize it, but a lot of times they're doing the exact same, same thing that you've done and you're reaping through that child what you've sown. So I've seen people, children change when they begin to repent of everything they'd see in that child that they didn't like. I remember once a man said, my daughter said she lies and she's run up all these bills and she's a liar. And and I said, well, did you ever do that? And she, he said, oh, my goodness, she's just like me. He repented and she changed. And so our reaping follows us, good or bad. A fool's never satisfied, according to Proverbs 17, 24, says wisdom is in the, is in the presence of the one who has understanding but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A, a fool is never satisfied. They want everything they see. Never satisfied. There's only one place we can be satisfied, and that is making Jesus the Lord and Master of our life. The Scripture says that that contentment that um, without content says godliness without contentment uh, profits us nothing. And even a fool can look intelligent if he keeps his mouth shut. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. And then a fool does not delight in understanding. And as I said, understanding is the truth that sets us free. I thank God for understanding. I thank God for the truth that sets me free. When I go through something, I ask the Lord to show me, what Lord, what is it you're trying to teach me through this thing I'm going through? Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. He don't care about what God says. He only wants to tell you what he thinks. A fool spreads strife. Proverbs 18.6, A fool's lift brings strife, and his mouth calls for blows. In other words, he's always uh, putting his foot in his mouth and saying things that bring strife and cause people to want to fight. A fool is captured by the words of his mouth. You know, Jesus said in Mark, you have what you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so it says whoever loves it will eat the fruit of it. 
so we're captured by the words of our mouth and I'm saying all of us because we spoke negatively over ourselves and over the ones we love we've been ensnared by the very thing that we uh, have said we need to say not what we think or what we feel we need to keep speaking God's word because God's word will not return void without accomplishing the matter for which he sends it. The scripture says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of Jesus, the word of our testimony, and that we love not our life. And um, I was trying to think of a scripture that says, um, whoever orders his conversation or right, I will show him my salvation. And I think it's Psalms 50, but I'm not sure about that. So don't. Hold me to it A poor man who walks in his integrity Is better than a fool whose speech is perverted In other words And I guess it's applying to to, uh, It'd be better to be poor Walking in integrity than it would be to be rich And a fool And perverted Not saying that If you have money or you're rich You're perverted I'm not saying that at all But here it's comparing a poor man And I'm assuming that That um, in this particular case, it's speaking of somebody to compare to a poor man would be a rich man. Proverbs 19.1 says, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than he who is perverse in his speech and is a fool. Proverbs 19.10 says, Luxury is not fitting for a fool, meaning niceties, um, good things, dainties, are not lu- they're not uh, fitting for a fool much less a slave to rule over princes. And then a fool, all the scripture says any fool will quarrel. Proverbs 20, verse 3 says, Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. It's easy to quarrel. Uh, don't speak in the presence of a fool. Proverbs 23, 9, Do not speak in the presence of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. There's another scripture that says, don't throw your pearls before swine. They'll turn and trample you, devour you. Wisdom is too high for a fool. Proverbs 24, 7 says, wisdom is too high for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Now, I don't know what that means. I didn't take time to look it up, but just two thoughts I had. It could be the gate of heaven. He can't open his mouth at the gate of heaven. If he ever gets to the gate, he don't go any further. Or it could be the gate of the city. Um, it doesn't it doesn't fit to give honor to a fool. Proverbs twenty six one says, like snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. In other words, it don't fit that it's going to snow in ninety degree weather in the summer, or rain in harvest. At harvest time, it has to be dry. So it's saying so honor is not fitting for a fool. Goodness, there are so many people that people honor. That are not honorable You especially hear it at funerals How they build them up like they're going to heaven When they're going to hell sometimes And then don't compromise With a fool Proverbs 26 4 Do not answer a fool Do not answer a fool according to his folly Or you will You will also be like him In other words don't compromise with it Answer a fool As his folly deserves Proverbs 26 5 says, answer a fool as his folly deserves, that he may not be wise in his own eyes. In other words, telling the truth, telling what God's word says. 
And it's destructive to send a message by a fool. Proverbs 26, 6 says, He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence who sends a message by the hand of a fool. In other words, you cannot trust a fool to, to send a message. And then uh, you hire a fool and you'll be wounded. Proverbs 26.10, like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or those who pass by. My daddy used to have a propane gas company, and this was a weakness my dad had. Instead of running an ad in the paper for someone qualified sometimes, he would pick anybody that came by the by our, his my dad's office. My dad would hire them without even knowing their qualifications. And so many times those people really wounded him. And a fool will always repeat his folly, like a dog returning to his vomit. I'm thinking it's in First Peter or Second Peter. It says, after a man escapes from the defilement of the world and becomes entangled again in his sin, the last state of that man is worse than the first. As the proverb goes, a dog returns to his vomit, and a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. You know, you can take a pig and you can scrub him up and you can paint his toenails and put a blue ribbon on his neck. And he, because he's a pig, he goes right back to the slop. So Proverbs twenty six eleven says, like a dog that returns to vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. In other words, he never learns from his mistakes. A fool's provocation is heavier than sand and rocks. Proverbs 27, 3. A stone is heavy. And the sand, weighty, the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. In other words, you could say a fool always has a heavy heart, Uh, depression, discouragement. Not that you're a fool if you get depressed, but it's just the characteristics of a lifestyle of a fool that he lives under a weight of depression and discouragement. The further he goes, the behinder he gets, and he doesn't know it's because of his stubbornness to repent. A fool trusts his own heart. The only one we're supposed to trust is God. You know, I grew up with family that taught me that the Lord helped those that helped himself, and I felt guilty. And so this is something because I couldn't help myself. And I was so thankful the day that I learned that God helps those that admit they're helpless. Proverbs 28:26. he who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. Hallelujah. I need deliverance. It's that understanding, the truth that sets me free. A fool always loses his temper, Proverbs 29, 11. A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. You know, anytime I have uh, anger, it's rooted in idolatry, and that's another thing. I'm, I'm not to tolerate sin in my life. I'm not to tolerate fear in my life. When I have fear, I have anger, I have depression, I need to find out why I have it and deal with it and cast it out. Deliverance is just James 4, 7. Give yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. And so the question I ask you today or this afternoon is, are you a fool? Are you a wise person? I'm sure all of us have been fools at one time or in our life, but we're not talking about a one incident fool. We're talking about a lifestyle of being a fool. Praise God, you can be delivered. Uh, a fool can change 
Proverbs, uh, Psalms 107 says there were those who dwelt in darkness and the shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains, who because of their evil ways. And then it goes on to say, they cried out to the Lord in their distress, and he delivered them from their distresses, and he sent his word to heal them. So as we line our life with the word of God and have a born-again experience, if you just accept, have if you just believe in Jesus in your head and it's never got down in your heart to transform you, then you need to be born again. Being born again means that you're willing to take up your cross daily and follow him. It means you're willing to give up your life that you might find it. Salvation is totally by his grace. You don't obey to be saved. You obey because you are saved. And so are you a fool? Or are you a wise person? I'm going to give you just a second to think about that, and then I'm going to lead you in repentance and um, believe the Lord's going to deliver you from being a fool. And if you can agree, pray with me. Lord, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. I offer up to you my members as instruments of righteousness. I give you my will that your will might prevail. Lord, I want to be born again if I haven't been born again. Forgive me for not being willing to deny myself and take up my cross and follow you. Forgive me for not being willing to let go of my life or holding on to my life. Forgive me for fear, doubt, unbelief, fear of trusting you. Forgive me for being mad and vain. Forgive me for being stupid and destitute of reason. God, forgive me for being destitute of the common powers of understanding. God, forgive me for being a person that's deficient in intellect. God, forgive me for being an idiot. Forgive me for um, acting absurdly. Forgive me for not exercising my reason. Forgive me for pursuing courses contrary to the dictates of your word and wisdom. Forgive me for being wicked, deprived, perverted, crooked, acts contrary to sound wisdom and moral deportment. God, forgive me for being a buffoon, one who follows after my own inclinations, who prefers trifling and temporary pleasure to the service, to your service and to eternal happiness. Forgive me for being a weak Christian, spending my life in idleness, sport, and mirth. Forgive me for being unteachable, not receiving instruction. Forgive me for trusting my own heart. Forgive me for hating the people that have corrected me. Forgive me for um, insulting the people that try to correct me. Forgive me for being like that fool that's been crushed in a martyr in a pestle and my folly doesn't uh, depart from me. Forgive me, Lord, for not... uh, using my circumstances to release the sin in my life by finding out what you're trying to teach me through what I go through. God, I don't want to be rejected silver. I don't want to be like uh, silver that never removes the dross. Lord, I want to reflect your glory. I want to be refined by you, Lord. Thank you that you who begun a good work in me will perform it into the day of the Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, that um, it's been an abomination to me to depart from evil. Forgive me for being a fool. Forgive me for being like that person who has had his throat cut out and 
because of cancer and and I was so addicted that I even would smoke through the little hole they left in my throat. Uh, forgive me for not um, living lives of addictions. Lord, I ask you to break the yoke of bondage off me. Make me a person who listens to counsel. Forgive me for obeying the voice of demons through other people and not obeying the voice of God, the voice of the good shepherd. Forgive me for listening to the voice of a stranger which belongs to another. Uh, forgive me, Lord, for um, being a slave to sin. Forgive me for letting wicked people rule over me. Forgive me for fear of man. Lord, you put everything under my feet. I take my seat in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. Forgive me for being a person that don't want correction. Forgive me for bearing my talent, seeing you as harsh, stiff, and stern. Forgive me for being a foolish virgin that has no oil for the lamp, my lamp. Forgive me for sitting under the word and never changing, leaving just like I came, leaving church just like I came. Forgive me for bearing my talent and not uh, bearing fruit for you, which would cause you to cut me off. Forgive me for being satisfied with food and not satisfied in the things of God and fulfilling the purpose you have for me. Forgive me for saying there is no God, living like there is not one. Forgive me for sexual sin, which would cause an error to go through my liver. Forgive me for spiritual adultery, physical adultery. Forgive me for not listening to your commands. Forgive me for hijacking people with words, being a babbling fool. Forgive me for being a slanderer. Forgive me for doing wicked things and that wickedness has been a sport to me instead of wisdom and understanding being a sport. Forgive me for thinking I'm right all the time. Forgive me for displaying anger. Displaying folly. Forgive me for not leaving the presence of a fool. Forgive me for throwing my pearls before swine. Forgive me for being arrogant. Forgive me for not listening to, that I haven't listened to, to a wise father. Now, I realize some of you have had fathers that you couldn't listen to because they were too perverted. But this is talking about a wise father. Forgive me for rejecting my father's discipline and not guarding re, regarding reproof. Forgive me for running off at the mouth, never getting it, ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Forgive me for idolatry and anger. Forgive me for trying to get wisdom superficially the wrong way instead of going to you for it. Father, I ask you to just pour wisdom out upon every person who hears this message. I forgive my children for being fools uh, and causing me sorrow. Forgive me for never being satisfied. My eyes are on the ends of the earth. 
forgive me for not keeping my mouth shut, realizing that I could look intelligent if I just keep quiet. Forgive me for not delighting in understanding. Forgive me for spreading strife. Forgive me for speaking death with my mouth. I've been snared by the words of my mouth. I ask you to forgive me. I break the power of my words, my negative words that I've spoken over myself and others. Forgive me for not walking in integrity. Forgive me for always quarreling and fighting and fussing. Forgive me for speaking in the presence of a fool. Forgive me, Lord, for not seeking your wisdom, which is to turn from evil. Forgive me for giving honor to fools. Forgive me for compromising. Forgive me for not answering a fool as his folly deserves. Forgive me for sending messages by a fool. Forgive me for being a fool that can't can't, uh, properly send a message or take a message. Forgive me for hiring uh, fools that causes me to be wounded and passerby. Forgive me for repeating my folly like a dog returning to the vomit. God, I ask you forgive me for being a fool that my provocation would be like sand and heavier than sand and rocks and depression. Forgive me for trusting my own heart. Forgive me for always losing my temper. And, Lord, I just ask you in the name of Jesus, I cry out to you in my distress, and you will save me from my distresses, and you will send your word to change me and heal me. You are the word of God, Jesus. And I just break the power of the spirit of a fool in Jesus' name. Every demonic power that came in through the sins that they've confessed has to go. Father, I ask you to move with your mighty Holy Spirit upon every person who hears this message. In Jesus' name, I ask you to move in every life in the name of Jesus. I command every demon spirit, all spirits of fear, doubt, unbelief, slander, gossip, the spirit of a fool, the spirit of foolishness. I command all spirits of madness to go now in the name of Jesus. All spirits of uh, idiot spirits, all vain spirits, all stupidity has to go in the name of Jesus. All spirits that cause them to be destitute of reason. And common powers of understanding, you have to go in the name of Jesus. Spirits that cause them to be deficient in intellect, I command every spirit that causes them to act absurdly. Babbling has to go. Running off at the mouth has to go uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the spirits that keep them from, from not exercising reason, uh, all spirits that would cause them to pursue a course contrary to the word of God, All spirits of wickedness, depravedness, perverted, crooked has to go in the name of Jesus. All spirits that cause them to uh, not have sound wisdom. Uh, All spirits that keep them from having oil in their lamps because of disobedience, all rebellion, all antichrist spirits. Uh, All spirits that cause them to follow their own inclination, uh, prefer trifling and temporary pleasure. Uh, to the service of God and eternal happiness. I command all spirits that would cause them to be weak, uh, spirits that would cause them to um, spend their time in idleness and sport or mirth in the name of Jesus. Uh, Every spirit that causes them to trust their own heart, spirits that keep them from trusting God 
in the name of Jesus, all spirits of death, spirits that have snared them in the name of Jesus, I command you to go now in Jesus' name. I break your power in Jesus' name. The spirit of a buffoon, I command you to go now in Jesus' name. Spirits that cause them to act corrupt has to go. Uh, Spirits of stubbornness, rebellion, obstinacy, you have to leave in the name of Jesus. I break your power over them, over every life in Jesus' name. I command every spirit to go in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I have authority over all your power, and you have to go in Jesus' name. I break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Take a deep breath and blow out. The word spirit means breath. And we just praise you, Lord. We just praise you for deliverance. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name for every person who's listening to this message, Lord, that there'll be a change in our lives from negativity to to being a positive witness for you. I ask your Holy Spirit to move upon every life. Lord, you said that when your Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will receive power uh, and we will be witnesses in Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord. Lord, I ask you to fill, pray with me, fill me with your Holy Spirit, with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Well, I'm going to share a little bit about the ministry, and then if anybody if anybody wants prayer, you can call in, and um, I'll get that number in just a second. I have the number. Um, You can call in if you want prayer. When uh, when I get through uh, here, I'm just going to wait a little bit. Call 646-595-4784, and don't forget to press 1 if you want prayer. And um, you can go into my website, uh, jerrymcgee.com. That's all lowercase. G, like George, E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E. There's books and CDs you can order. There's lots of CDs that you can listen to for free. Um, But there's many, many messages that I have not taught online. There's a lot that have been taught online. But we are on this program the first and third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. And the other uh, weeks, the second and the fourth week, I'm on Omega Man Radio. If you want to be on my way, my mailing list, you can uh, sign up at jerrymcgee.com. And um, if you'd like to have a meeting scheduled in your area, if you'll email me, or if you, you know, if you have a question or anything I can help you with, you can email me, and uh, I'll be happy to answer you. I always answer my emails. I don't answer all the junk mail, but I do answer personal emails. And uh, if you'd like to schedule a meeting in your area, you can email me. I hope you'll listen in each Tuesday. Uh, If you'll sign up for my email, uh, you'll know what time I'm going to be on the radio and also if I'm going to be in your area. I know pretty soon that there will be a meeting in Louisiana and I'm at Lake Hamilton Bob account every holiday. I'll be there again in November for the Thanksgiving camp. And if you've never been to Lake Hamilton Bible camp, I encourage you to go. Uh, we have prayer teams that pray for people every morning, and um, we just see lives changed. And I have a meeting in Duncanville the first Saturday of each month from 10 to 1230 or 1. 
meets at uh, the Hilton Garden Inn, Inn on Interstate 20. It's at exit 462, which is the Main Street exit in Duncanville. And you can see the hotel right there. It's right on I-20. And um, anyway, if you need personal prayer and you want to come to that meeting, we'd love to pray for you and love to have you. If you'd like to contribute to the ministry, you can on jerrymcgee.com. It's just just thank thank all of you who uh, support the ministry. I personally don't take a salary, but it costs money to run an office, and so it, whatever you can send us, we'll appreciate it. And um, if you'd like to give to the lady that sponsors this program, you can go to D for Dorothy. Uh, don't spell out Dorothy, but D Churchy number one at hotmail dot com. You can send a gift send a gift through PayPal. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening in, and I'm sorry for that little um, problem we had. But uh, sometimes when you're on the radio and you're trying to um, do everything right, it doesn't sound very right. But anyway, God bless you. I'll be praying for you. I can't pay for you by name because I don't know your name, but I always pray for those that listen in. Thank you so much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his greater peace. I will mention, too, Clearing the Land is a little repentance book you can order online. And you actually can get deliverance just going through that book. It lists all the curses in the Bible. It lists a lot of occult things, and it shows you how to break soul ties. And you can order that online, and I encourage you to do that. This book came out in 1985, and it's gone all over the world. Also, my son who died of AIDS, his testimony is on my website. It's called Todd's Greatest Regret. And um, anyway, uh, let us hear from you. God bless you, and thanks for listening in.